guys. Uh, welcome to another episode of China on the Rocks. Woo! Woo We're going to start out with our customary shots of JMO. Woo! Cheers, yeah, cheers, everyone. Happy cheers. 2022. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. So this year, for our first podcast of uh, 2022, we are going to be talking about what we think nope. is... No, well, what well, the things that we like to see happening in the bar industry. Basically resolutions. Yeah, basically right? resolutions. Yeah. New Year's and resolutions we, is our key. And things we want to go away as yep. well. Yeah. 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 So I'm Logan Tacalicious. Uh, a lot of other miscellaneous nefarious deeds. To my left is the wonderful, ever-present Elisha Bagley. <laughs> Hi, Elisha, cocktail writer. And and to my left <laughs> is Helena. <laughs> Hi there. Uh, yep, I'm the founder of Crimson Pangolin, uh, the founder of uh, Chinese seltzer brand, Jincha, and uh, to my left is uh, Kelvin. I'm founder of Street Kings and also business development manager for Crimson Penguin. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to talk about trends today, I guess. So the fun thing is we've made... Not trends, resolutions. 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 Not trends. Not trends. We already yeah. talked about trends. We've already done trends. You can look that episode up. We're doing resolutions. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we've done this before in a different format for that Shanghai Magazine a couple years ago. And so we might be doing some quotes from that and we... I promise you guys, we'll possibly, if I remember, put this in in our Instagram links. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get better, okay? Okay, so yes. who wants to go first? Who wants to go first with the resolution or what they want to see? Uh, I think Alicia has thoughts. Okay, I can go first. Uh, yeah. So one thing I would like to really see is... Uh, a bit more championing of women in bartending here in China. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think that there are a lot of great women working in bars, especially in Shanghai um, and around the country. There's uh, lots of women I know of that, you know, are doing some really great work and just aren't uh, getting the recognition that they deserve. I think it's very much still a boys club here in in China. And um it's for me it's not only about like a yes there are a few we all know there are fewer women in bartending here um of course but i think it, it's also just you know there's a long there's a there's a history of it being men and so the focus is still on men and mm-hmm. so that's something i would i would really really like to see yeah yeah i mean you see it at the award ceremonies too right i mean there's a lot of males who and it's the same men. It's yes. the same men year after year who generally get the awards. Right. And it kind of comes to a point where I'm like, oh, is this really a meritocracy? Like, or is this just people voting for their friends? Their friends and yeah. not even their peers, but just their friends. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say I agree with that. I yeah. think I'd like, because there are great female bartenders in China. There's great yes, female there bar owners in China. Yes. And and, and brand brand ambassadors as yeah. well, you know, for, for some pretty major spirits. Uh, but it, it's always kind of going back to, as you said, uh, men and in in kind of the same circle of yeah. men. Yeah. Okay. So I agree with that. Everyone out there, vote for the women. Yeah. Vote for the women in your in your bar life because they're... They're fucking awesome. Okay. Or really even, even take the time to just appreciate them and say, oh, yes. cool, thank you for doing this. Because it's it's hard. It's a harder field in China for uh, females to be in, in the industry. Yeah. And, and so I just sometimes say, oh, that's very cool that you made this. Thank you. What are your thoughts on this? And appreciate mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So, Logan, you had some thoughts about that in, in someone who's, you know, owned bars and restaurants. What's it? You know, you, you have some 
Well, I mean, the, the, the issue we have always had is that females aren't always uh, allowed or wanted by their parents to be in the F&B industry, in the F&B space. And the reason being that Shanghai being such a big international city, nobody's from here. There's a diaspora of people from all around the world, and in China it's the same. This is the mm -hmm. big city. So a lot of people come here, and their parents maybe from a small village in rural, you know, some part of China, and they come and they say, oh, I'm working in a bar. And instantly, the parents' only option... They freak out. They freak out. They're like, yeah. oh, don't work in a bar. Bars are scary or dangerous or whatever. Yeah, you're going to get drugged. Yeah, you're going to get drugged. Or it's not, a, it's not yeah. the kind of bar that obviously we are. Mm -hmm. Or it's not, you know, it's a little bit more sketchy. Kind of like one of those dirty bars in Boca Raton, Florida that you kind of, that Kelvin went to. <laughs> uh, so it's one of those things you have to think about it from the, the other perspective is there's a cultural divide. Right. Like in our countries... If you're a female and you want to be a restaurant manager or a GM or a bartender, nobody gives a shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, it's like right. more power to you. You're doing your job. But here it is a little bit more of a cultural divide. Like, we, we've always promoted women ahead if we can do something with them, but there's not enough candidates, mm -hmm. it, which is tough. You know, if you're full of candidates and you need to hire people to do a job, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, you got to hire somebody with merit, but somebody that shows up. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for me though, that that's even more of a reason to be, you know, supporting the women who are yeah. in the industry and and trying to show other women who are possibly interested in being a part of it and working in this industry that you know, uh, there's there's a lot of great things to come of it. That working in a bar is not a seedy occupation, right? Um, and it doesn't mean that um, you're, you're gonna get hit on every single night. No, yeah, or, yeah. or that you know, like you you're working in a bar as a last resort, something like that. Because mm -hmm. I, I do think that people see it that way, and it's it hasn't been that long that it's it, the perspective has changed in the West either, right? You know. Well, um, I mean, I think people still don't realize working in F and B is a career path. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's hard work. It's not easy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it yeah. is blue collar, white collar work. Like yeah. it's a very yeah. blue collar job. You're working with your hands. Mm -hmm. You're working really long hours. There's nothing like a holiday. Mm -hmm. Like you guys know me, I'm at work all the time. Yeah. Right. But like my work is fun. Like I'm sitting in a taco truck recording a podcast with my friends yeah. in yeah. a restaurant I own. So mm -hmm. there's success from that hard labor. Mm -hmm. But with that said, like people don't realize like, oh, well, you're just being a bartender now. Then you'll go to school and mm -hmm. become whatever. Yeah. It's like, people, yeah, people view being a bartender to being like a key to something else or a mm -hmm. path to right. something else. Right. So it's like, no, actually, like, there are a lot of, like, very famous and very talented mixologists out there. And even the word mixologist, I feel like it's only come around in, like, the last, what, five years or something? I, I think that like, the word mixologist is just a media tool. Yeah. Okay. To make, right, well, to make, to like, make people, like, the, I actually think that, like, the word mixologist is, in a way, degrading to the profession of bartender because it's, like, you feel like you have to come up with another term to make it sound better for a bartender. Like a mixologist is a, yeah. is a bartender, and right. there are no bartenders calling themselves mixologists unless they're kind of assholes. That <laughs> okay. that is it, like having written about cocktails and bartending culture and everything for a long time. Like that's that is absolutely what I see. So okay. I never use that word. Oh. I never use. You don't it. say the M word. I don't okay. say the M word. Wow. Yeah. So it's usually like five star hotels will call their will car will call their like five star hotels will call their bartenders mixologists. Because Wait, can sounds... I say my mixer to all my bartender friends? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah my mixer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna have to remove that from the podcast. Why? That's literally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's how I feel. Very about... fast on my feet here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, the M word. 
Yeah, okay. All right, so, all right, well, let's refrain from using the N word then. Um, <laughs> that's just my. That's, that's just, a new resolution. That's just that's my. Yeah. Resolution. yeah! There we go. Resolution so, so, call bartenders bartenders, not mixologists. Yes. That's our okay. hot take. But wait, if you have a female bartender that's coming up that she wants to respect in the field and she calls herself a mixologist. Well, that's what I, I think. A mixologist. <laughs> but what? that's what I think is I, I, I don't think the word bartender should be some kind of taboo. You can't take you that know? word away from them. I, That's I their word. Like yeah, very, Bar- bartender. Like, bartender is very all-encompassing, though. Like somebody who's just pulling pints in like an English or Irish pub is also a bartender. Mm-hmm. But then somebody who's serving drinks at like the W or the Ritz Carlton, who's like coming and infusing and they're distilling and doing all these amazing things, are they in? Are they also in the same. But like, you could say bracket? the same thing like, about a sh- a chef, and we don't call a chef like a cuisinologist. Like, well, no, there's a head chef. Of, well, no, there's a chef and there's a cook. Yeah, but there's a there's a head bartender and a bar back and floor staff and yeah. bar manager. Yeah. Okay. You know. So resolution number one, drop the M bombs. <laughs> we'll drop the M bombs. No, resolution number one is is champion the, the Champ- women of champion, our industry. Yeah. Champion. I, I feel like bartenders. champion yeah. number two and number one are going head to head now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, let's get some let's get some resolutions. We'll be like the UN no, actually, here. Actually, like I just want to say real quick, you ha- you have a very good point, and mm-hmm. that's why Crimson Pangolin started something called Girls Who Rose the Bar. Yeah. So like every every other month we try to every other month we we take a female bartender from china and we take her to a well-known bar we shoot a video we have a night we have like a an evening with her making cocktails making drinks we invite yeah. everybody we know and we're like check out this amazing female bartender look how awesome she is and then <coughs> excuse me we edit the not video not covid not covid not covid we edit the video we put it on our social media we promote her and we say bam she's super cool yeah she i see them i yeah. like and recommend your articles thank you maybe a link <laughs> maybe a link yeah i can i can send a link Okay. If Logan remembers to put it on the Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so let's what's what's next? Who wants to go Kelvin? next? Kelvin? Uh yeah, so one thing we talked about a little bit before we started here, um I think we kind of mentioned this on our trends uh, at the end of the year, mm-hmm. but um basically just like a eco-friendly mindset for mm-hmm. 2022. Um obviously we talked more about the fact that we don't want to see greenwashing, which mm-hmm. is absolutely fair. But I also think, you know, it doesn't mean don't try to be eco-friendly. Like yeah, there's right. a, there's, you know, it's it's not black and white. Like you should still go for being eco-friendly, but try to avoid greenwashing and like ideas that seem like you're actually helping, but isn't really. Um, well, so what is, what what does being well, eco-friendly well, mean okay, to you? Well, okay, so for example, um, something i thought was kind of cool was uh shiva's recently released a new bottle that uh reduces the amount of glass in every single bottle mold okay uh, yeah, nice. and that actually reduces their uh uh eco like footprint right mm-hmm. so i think things like that are on the right track mm-hmm. where you're actually making a difference as opposed to someone who you know like they will i don't know so so you don't so you don't want to see people just like getting rid of plastic straws, right? You want to right. see some innovation exactly. in terms of how you can be like, more eco-friendly. Right, exactly. Nice. Yeah. That's, That's great. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. I think just just going off the back of that as well, like one thing I really want to see less of is just 
garnish in cocktails that is just too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm okay with the fruit salad. Me personally, I'm okay with the fruit salad. I'm okay with the flowers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, that for me, that's it's biodegradable. It's okay. Also, you can eat it. Mm-hmm. But one thing that kind of annoys me is when I get like a plastic flamingo mm-hmm. in my in my drink. Or yeah. Like a, so or like a like a like somebody will bring me a drink and it'll be like on like a like a little mini makeshift beach with like a deck chair and a. <laughs> and a and a, and a starfish and like a plastic shark and yeah like i'm just a bit like okay this seems very unnecessary I yeah mean, it's, it's good for yeah, a picture yeah. and i get that it's good for a picture because when we're in china it's a very picture heavy like kind of like mm-hmm. culture it's a very sharing images kind of culture but like this is something that i kind of want to see like die a little bit it's just plastic un- non-reusable garnishings yeah so this is something that logan and i have actually been talking about like for years and year upon year i say the same thing like just get rid of useless garnish like i believe that all garnish should have a purpose whether that's you know to aid with aroma or it's something that you can eat or or whatever you know and so for me like a minimalist cocktail presentation is actually i think for me the most beautiful you know Mm -hmm. um and that we do of course there's still I, i i do think that that over-the-top garnish has been on its way out yeah. but there are always places that pop up and try to be like we do this and i just think it's well, you, you it's see it so much with bloody mary's yeah like people put like a cheeseburger like four yeah, slices of bacon yeah, like, yeah. That's, that, that, i'm okay with that because i'm like because you're gonna eat, you're it? Gonna eat yeah. it you can eat it and it's biodegradable what i'm not okay with is who's giving honestly. these plastic flamingos and where can we get some for our own <laughs> uh, honestly i'm not gonna lie it's mostly outside of like tier one cities yeah. 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 What's a tier one city for the listeners at home? Uh, so tier one. So there's four tier one cities in China. That's uh, Shanghai, Beijing, Guangzhou, and Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. So Shanghai being up kind of north, mid uh, central. Central Beijing's north, and then Guangzhou and Shenzhen are down south. But they're all like kind of like what a tier one city is basically like an international world city. Mm-hmm. So there'll be like tech hubs, there'll be finance hubs, there'll be like fashion design hubs. It'll be a huge international crowd, and it'll basically be. Like a, like a Paris or like a London or something like New that, York, but, yeah. but but of China, yeah. you know. So I would say like outside of Tier One cities, they do do the whole kitchen sink thing when it comes to garnishings. Mm-hmm. But I will say I do agree with you, and it's kind of been on the way. It has been on the way out in, yeah. Yeah. in the last I would say year to year and a half or so. But yeah. is that more like one hung? What what is it called one hung? One hung. One hung cu- yeah. culture. Yeah. So that's that's something I wanted to talk about as well. Uh, going off of that, I go off, King. What? Get your head out uh, of the sand, Calvin. Something kind of along the same lines. I want to see less gimmicky bars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one's a little bit difficult, right? Like, uh, a lot of us are stuck here. We can't leave China right now because if we come back, we have to quarantine. I mean, we could leave, but it's just not easily. Yeah, it's just it's just complicated. So a lot of people want something different. In Shanghai, they want to do something or see something that they don't mm-hmm. see on a regular basis. So I do think a lot of bars and a lot of new concepts have, um, they kind of feel the need to do something gimmicky mm-hmm. uh, as a crutch to make themselves different. Yeah. And I kind of what Logan said. A lot of things that are Wang Hong does matter here because Can you explain is, what Wang Hong means? So Wang Hong is basically like um, something trendy. Like So here in China, we have uh, 
our own versions of like Instagram, Facebook, and so on, social media. Mm -hmm. um, and Wang Hong is some basically an influencer, right? Someone yeah. who uh, a KOL, KOL, exactly. Mm. Someone key opinion who, leader, right? <laughs> someone who uh, you know has a lot of influence on Instagram, and they'll tend to take photos of something that's trendy, right? And people will be like. And a lot of times it's something that's gimmicky and people will see it and they'll be like, oh, that's cool. I want to visit this spot. Not because they are big fans of cocktails or anything like that. They just want to take a photo of where this. Where their favorite one has been. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. they want to take a photo where this drink on the tiny little beach with a plastic flamingo is. Right. Mm -hmm. So I do understand why a lot of people do it. But I agree with you guys. I do want it. Do want to see less of it as well. Do you feel though? I mean, I'm listening to it. And it feels like it's almost people that are in a long-term relationship, and they want to spice something up. Yeah. Right. And it's one of those things like you've been with your partner long enough. Let's spice it up and make something exciting happening. And it's gimmicky, but it brings the, the love back. Right. Because what we're seeing from our point of view, we're not seeing any insiders coming in, and we're seeing a, a, a brand new revival in local scenes. And so more people are trying to fight for the same uh, little scraps. Thankfully, we're in Shanghai, which is 36 million people. We're in China, there's 1.3 billion people. So it's not scraps we're fighting over. But the people here are not getting ideas from an outsider coming in. Right. It's more natural evolution that's happening. We're almost like in one of those biodomes mm -hmm. where these things are happening in the wild now. People are going through their 80s cocktail phase, which wouldn't have happened before when there was all these outsiders coming in and doing guest shifts from all over the world saying, oh, this is what we did 10 years ago, and now we're doing ice cream flavored old fashions and all this stuff. People are experiencing like themselves their own thing, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in the 80s in the US was blue cocktails, and like yeah. Del DeGroff came along and was like, no, we have to do fresh drinks. And this was a big, big revolution in the US uh, alcohol industry. And I think in China, since it's so internal now, it's all coming out, like they have to go through the preteens. Right. They can't be jump started by outside influences. It has to kind of work its way naturally. You go, oh, I don't want pink flamingos. I just want a quality drink. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, you need to get those one hong, the, one, the, the people to come in and take photos so you can actually do the creative stuff is my idea. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it kind of comes in waves. Like, I, I would say that every year there's a handful of, like, kitschy bars that open and then inevitably fail. You know, the thing for me is that these businesses kind of have no longevity, right? You know, they're kind of in... Uh, a social media sensation for a while and then and then they lose it because if you open like that yeah you're yeah. you're you're forced to constantly cr come up with these ridiculous drinks right but people people are over it like they go and they take their picture and they never come back right that's the thing um it all becomes vanilla after a little while yes yeah. and so these bars like they don't have repeat customers because how many times do you want to have a drink in a shoe or whatever you know <laughs> you know you know what i mean like it's I like mean, once is enough. Some weird shit, I know, yeah. <laughs> I drink exclusively to e from shoes. To each yeah. his own, and only IE shoes for Kelvin. Yeah. But did did you guys see? Uh, there's this place that recently opened. It came down from somewhere up north, but it looks fucking with crazy with the yeah with the snow. It's like oh, yeah. so. This place is like oh, barbecue yeah. rave, like whatever. So it's it's like a barbecue restaurant in in Shanghai, and then um, but they have also like a, we'll we'll link to that because that's a great article. Yeah, they have like a DJ and a hype man and like light shows, and then uh, at the three times a night it's like I'm quote unquote saying. snows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and beige pizzas yeah, for days. Beige pizzas for days. This article says 
great article uh, by a friend of ours, Morgan Short. Um, but it's just ridiculous, and who wants to go with that? But the thing is, this place, maybe it's super fun, like, once. Mm. Yeah. There yeah. used to be this place in London called Ice Bar, uh-huh. which, when I, was at, when I was at college, like, you'd go, because they'd give you, like, this kind of, like, blue and white kind of, like, snow mm-hmm. fluffy thing to mm-hmm. wear, and you'd go and you'd get your picture with all your group of friends in yeah. your big snowy, like... You know, everything like the, the the seats were ice, the mm-hmm. tables were ice. You drink out of like. There ice. used to be a place here yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and I think like I I went once, and mm-hmm. then after that I was like, I'm never gonna come back here again. No. I got my picture. I had my experience. Yeah. And that was that was it. I'm good with that. Yeah. Also, just yeah. How do you clean that place when it snows three times a night? No, it's, but it's not. <laughs> it's not snow though. It's bubbles. It's bubbles. Oh. They say. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah. Okay, Bubble so. Bar. So I want something glamorous. I've had talks with other people about this before. I feel like we're coming out of this great cocoon and we've been very lucky that hasn't affected us, but it has affected us, COVID, mm-hmm. and the global pandemic. But I think glamour needs to come back to our lives. Yeah, I think so, we're, I mean, I think we're not coming out of the cocoon and maybe that's why we need the glamour, right? Well, we just we're still in, yeah. the, we're you, still in the cocoon. We're in a different world than we've ever been in. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I think if you have some pizzazz and old Shanghai glamour to it, it's going to be really interesting. So what is so? What do you want to see? I feel like Shanghai right now is kind of like it was bef- right before the Great Invasion in the 20s and 30s. Like we're in this boon time where we don't know if we live here for a long time. We don't know as foreigners we're going to leave. So it's kind of, not anything goes, but it's a little bit more wilder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not as regulated as when we got here. Mm-hmm. When we got here, it was no regulations, 2010. Now it's like everything's regulated, but you don't know. It's a little bit wild. Like everybody's leaving, so the people that are staying behind are a little bit more hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're the, yeah we're hard. We're, well, we are hard. Yeah. If you think about it, like how many going away parties do you have to go to now a month? Oh god, oh. so many. Yeah. And some like someone's cut you. You're like, oh man, I can't believe this person's leaving or that person's leaving. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think it's one of those things where we're in this this uh, back corner right now, but a little glamour, a little pizzazz, like something like the bun reviving. Which I say every year, mm-hmm. and the bun is completely <laughs> an utter failure at this point. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a nice something to happen. I, I'd like to have that as a resolution. Get, so, bring back the glamour. So, um, so will we see you? I mean, getting all. Oh no! I like to getting sell, all jazzed up and going out to yeah, the bar. Yeah, I wear suits all the time. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. I see you in suits, but um, I mean, is this going to be like? I just want to know what you mean. Like, you're going to start going out to glamorous dinners every week well, no, or I think you it's, just want I, to see some nice new places that are worth going to yeah i want to see some nice new places that are worth going to okay, like cool uh, my yeah. friends are opening candor again oh wow and, okay and I, and I thought that was That's pretty cool. what that was like there's the pearl and there's candor mm-hmm. for listening at home is two live music venues that are more performance art mm-hmm. they and burlesque, burlesque and, yeah. And yeah very live but music. very cool like very art deco kind of style mm-hmm. and i think that art deco lifestyle it's a it's the time you know, we are in 2022 right now. We're in the right 2020s again. We're, yeah, we're, we're in the we're, 20s again. That's, so that's the glamour I'm talking about. So you want to go yeah. back to Gatsby-ish, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Shanghai's a very Gatsby city as well. Like, it is. Every year, like, everywhere. you can yeah. throw a fucking rock and hit the Gatsby New Year party, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. even think about it. The woman that made uh, the King's Speech, what was it? King Edward? Who was the lady that, uh, the American woman that was a widower that... Wallace Simpson. Yeah, so she came from Shanghai. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she, she was a Highlander. So she came from here, then she got into that circle, okay. and then she hooked up with, you know, the king that absconded and became yeah, a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. So, 
not not good not people. Quite, but well, no, no, because they were they were the ones that were not okay, the best yeah, people. Yeah, 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 they weren't the best. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. so it's that yeah. Shanghai socialite influence that kind of shapes everything. So I mean, that's a yeah. hundred years ago, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like back in that decade, like Shanghai was known as the Paris of the East, pa- Paris of the East. Mm-hmm. So like, and you do still feel that sometimes, like when you're walking around, you see like theaters and architecture and things like that that constantly remind you of that kind of of that kind of decade. So it could be cool. Yeah, could be time to bring it back. Okay, so let's go for the, our, our resolutions. It's a female empowerment in F and B. No M word. No M word. <laughs> uh, number three was no greenwashing. Yeah. Mm. Number four was. I haven't said mine yet. Uh, less Not no greenwashing, but yeah. more like it, innovative eco. Yeah. Yeah, innovative eco, and with like not. I think a lot of I think Kelvin was greenwashing us, by the way. Absolutely, <laughs> that was the goal. I've seen the gas guzzler. He drives. <laughs> It's a 1982 Pontiac. Elena has another another one to hit. Yeah, um, I want to see less people. This this might sound a bit counterintuitive, but I want to see less people drinking to get drunk. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Boo. Binge yeah. drinking. Yeah. Right. Binge drinking. Yeah. Um, who said boo? You. Logan. <laughs> Logan. Okay. Um, no, I want to see less people drinking to get drunk. I think people should in and. I think people should enjoy, enjoy what they're drinking. I think people should... I think the wonderful thing about having a drink is that you relax. Mm-hmm. And when you're in company, you tend to loosen up. You have great conversations. Like, I think it's... You know, alcohol is like a wonderful tool in order to let yourself go and to and to have a great time, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think that, you know, I, especially in the last couple of years since the pandemic, I think there have been some people who've been taking it too far. And they have been drinking to get drunk, and I'm seeing a lot more vomit on the sidewalk and stuff. Um, so I think I want to see people enjoying their drinks, mm-hmm. enjoying and savoring their cocktails, and not doing anything like shots at the end of the night, or in the middle of the night, or in the middle of the day for that matter, mm-hmm. <laughs> or things like, <laughs> or, or things like laybacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so explain what a layback is. Yeah, I never so, heard that term. You said it, but I know exactly what yeah, it is. So, yeah. So basically, like this is more common in China than I've seen it anywhere else. But basically, it's where like you get your client to essentially lean back a little bit with their mouth open, and then you'll pour like a drink into their mouth from the bottle for I don't know three, four, five, six, how many, yeah. many seconds, and then if you get to ten seconds, you're the champion, and it's like I'm just, I'm just a bit like ugh, that's oh. like forty percent. I I feel like, like I, for for me on this with, with the binge drinking, I think like if you want if you're planning to you know go out and get wasted one night, like it's fine for me the thing is i don't like uh the the pressure to get wasted yeah or people like thinking they're very cool because they got so wasted like yes. that for me like i can't, i can't stand when people are like oh man but i feel like like that's, and they you it's be all 20 they're years gonna, old if you talk like no that. it's not true like people people of all ages like that it, it's like one of their defining characteristics like that, how do they get wasted? Yes, or you know, it, it's something that they they feel like they have to tell you when they see you. You know, like I, you know, and yeah. for me, I'm just like I'm not impressed. Oh, I feel like if like, I tell people I was drunk, I lost the night. Yeah, no, like, I. How many but times you're have you not, hung me? But like, you're not the kind of person who who feels the need. Like you don't get drunk to fit in. Like there are those kind of people, and I I think. And there are the people who create that environment, right? Like you're going to a thing and, and someone says, do you want a shot? And you say no. And they're like, come on, man. Don't be a fucking pussy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like I hate that. 
I hate that, you know? And I think that... That needs to be left behind. That needs to be yeah. left behind, Logan for really sure. Yeah. It's cool. I if never someone... once said that to you in my life. <laughs> no. I'm actually really good. If people someone, say they're not drinking, if someone, I say no, it's okay. Logan is actually the best when it when it's that kind of thing, because he'll offer you a shot, and if you say no, he that's the end of it. Yeah. That's a free and, shot but, for me. But that is not... That is not common i would say among many people like the yeah, pressure no, if somebody's not drinking it could be medical reasons yes. or faith reasons yes. or whatever You're but like, not okay. all bartenders are like you and not all friends are like you but i you see know? All, at the same and time it's like oh here's a water if everybody's having a shot here's, here's water no of and course then, then yeah and i like for me i'm someone i don't have a problem being like no i don't want that or like just putting it down on the table when everyone else is drinking it or throwing it over my shoulder whatever but there are a lot of people who like are not good at saying no mm-hmm. and then you feel that pressure and you feel like you have to fit in and whatever and I just I don't like that kind of uh, culture I will yeah. say I feel throwing over the shoulder especially if somebody's actually paying for the drinks mm-hmm. is very disrespectful yeah but when like, it's like at the end of the night and everyone can't stand up and yeah and it but just if happens the, if, I feel like like if you're paying for it and it's kind of like a kind of a mm-hmm. I'd rather say no I can't drink anymore I'm too drunk whatever mm-hmm. and not yeah. throw it just leave it on the table mm-hmm. so you're throwing it over the shoulder I feel it's really like Wow, I just wasted 50 quiet on. Yeah, it doesn't whatever. happen that often. I do agree, though. There's almost but, this, like, and there's almost like an environment here where a lot of times you have to come up with an excuse. Yes. Why you don't need to, and you shouldn't. Like, it should just be exactly what you said with Logan, where you're just like, I don't want it. And that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of places here where you have to, you almost have to give them a reason. Mm hmm. For them to just, like, lay back and be like, okay, fine. Yeah, and I don't know how many uh, bartenders who are going for guest shifts and they're like, oh, it's going to be a long night. I know I'm going to – because you go, you know, you go somewhere and you're bartending and you are expected to take shot after shot after shot after shot. And I think if you want to do that, that's totally fine. That's your prerogative. But if you don't, then that should also be fine, you know, so. Okay, so let's let's end this on a fun note, too. Yeah. Uh, that's what's our wild card for the year of 2022. Our wild card. Wild, wild card. Yeah. Like, what do you think? What's a wild thing that we the, would that, like to see the, that that we don't think really is going to happen? What's our resolution? You know that. What do we think is going to happen? Like, I, I, I. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think it's going to be crazy? Like, what, okay. What do we think? I'll give you an example. Or what do we want to happen? What do we crazy? want to happen? That's going to be crazy. Like, if everybody in the city decides, Shanghai as a whole decides that ice is outlawed. (laughs) I would like to see more like specific performance venues. And what I mean by that is like, um, so I went to Chengdu, (coughs) excuse me, a couple of months ago. And in Chengdu there's like a burlesque bar. But because there's not that many burlesque dancers, they have like one show a night and it's like one girl. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I would love to see something that was more of like a mainstay here. Mm -hmm. That was like, you go out for, not just like for drinks or dinner, but there's something else that's going on around you, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a, a different like, experience. What do they call those? Uh, dinner supper clubs. Yeah, maybe I don't know. But we just said two places. Uh, Candor just opened in Pearl. Yeah, but like, but they have like very specific shows. Like they have like, okay, this night is this band, this night, is, and it's like I don't know, it's like it's very planned. Yeah. But it, it's cool to kind of go somewhere where like every single night, you know, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. There. Okay. It's like I don't know if that makes sense, but that's that would be my wild card. Okay, fair enough. Um, this is kind of weird because it contradicts what you said, but also it, it's just like two separate things. Um, I want to see less places that are trying to achieve some sort of trend, mm-hmm. like friendly neighborhood bars that don't really have a thing to them, but just like 
you know, the bartender chooses his favorite bottles mm -hmm. and he just makes good, solid cocktails mm -hmm. with what he has. And there's no theme, nothing. Just, okay. just an ordinary bar with good drinks. And I feel like we still have a lot of that, but a lot of people are trying to fit into categories now. Like people will either turn into a bottle shop or they'll be like, oh, we're, you know, whiskey focused or we're mezcal focused. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to see more like independently owned, like small places that are just your friendly neighborhood bar. Okay. Yeah. I want to see the third and final successful return of Hooters. <laughs> wow. I was going to take that one, but I was like, I can't do that to him. I love Hooters. It's one of my favorite places besides CGI Fridays to mm -hmm. go in the world. Any place that has a Hooters, I go to it. Yes. I, the, I love the service. Mm -hmm. I love the, the drinks. I have a good time at Hooters. They have good wings. They're, They're fun. They it's really a fun do have place. very good wings. It's just a fun place to go. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's I think one of those things that just, it's a weird thing in Shanghai that never worked out. Mm -hmm. Return of Hooters. He almost moved away because Hooters closed here. Well, I just like the staff will upsell you. Mm -hmm. Like, they have trained staff. And I don't know who does the training, but come at me, Hooters people. Mm -hmm. I would hire the trainer. They're amazing. Like, they all... Why they're all they Business. Oh. But yeah, I'd rather, they've been here two times. They failed two times. Third time, I hope it's a charm. Because we had Planet Hollywood or Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. Absolute failure two times. Mm -hmm. I don't mind seeing them go, but Hooters come back to China. We miss you. Okay. Uh, all right, my wild card. I would like a, a draft cocktail bar, fully draft cocktail bar, like Ooh. something like Draftland. Yeah. Where's Draftland's in Beijing, right? No, Draftland. There's one in Hong Kong and one in Taipei, I believe. Yeah, and so they're like quality cocktails, but all. Is it the one in Beijing, or did it go no. out? Maybe I, I don't think it opened. Because it was supposed to be like the the milk bar from uh, Clockwork Orange. I remember seeing. No, also that there there is like a milk bar from Clockwork Orange here. In Shanghai or yeah, in, in here here in Shanghai, there's something I forget what it's called. I remember reading about it. Interesting. Okay. Well. But yeah, dra draft cocktail. Bar. Draft cocktails are would be a cool thing. I yeah. think you could have if that's done right, you could have a monkey operate it and it still work. Yeah. You have mm -hmm. QR codes. People scan it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Like a fully automated one. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Cool. That's good. Yeah, fully automated bar. I think out of all the wild cards, I think yours, Alicia, will be. The one that can be implemented the first, because mm. it's not it's not that hard to do. QR codes, yeah. Scan, yeah. Get your drink. It's a measured drink. Yeah. You buy your cup, done. It would be great. Yeah. You can even bring your own cup in. Yeah. Yeah. B y o g. Cool. Bring your own glass. Okay, guys. With that said, this is another episode of China on the Rocks. Thank Thanks, you. everyone. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Happy New Year to all the listeners. Thank you. Yeah. Happy New Year. Thank you. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. See ya. See ya. See ya. Bye.